on behalf of these niggas that got felonies. Convicted conversations. Convicted conversations. Hi, good afternoon. This is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations. Speaking on behalf of these niggas that got felonies. Those in pains from they lost one's memories. Hey, this is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations. And this week, I have 35-year veteran, retired Colonel Al Pollock. Stay tuned. You've tuned into Convicted Conversations. And now available on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, this is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations, and this week I have 35-year veteran, retired Colonel Al Pollock. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations, and I have 35-year veteran, retired Colonel at BSO, Al Pollock. How you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you doing? Outstanding, outstanding. Um, I see you running for one of the top positions over there. Uh, yes, sir, I am. And I see um, you did retire a while back. Um, instead of retiring, you wanted to come out and you wanted to get back into the fight. What made you want to do that instead of just fishing and just living it up right now? <laughs> Good question, sir. Um, one of the reasons I want to get back in and just for your listening audience, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a candidate for Broward County Sheriff. Um, I spent more than 35 years with BSO, actually uh, 40 years with the Broward Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, um, she's, she is a retired assistant chief. Um, my, I have two, two sons that are currently deputy sheriffs, you know, with the Broward Sheriff's Office. Okay. And um, so, I have uh, many family members, you know, that are in the law enforcement. Right. So what what happened was after I retired and seeing the things that are going on in this county that should not be going on, and I know that that we can do a better job at helping people instead of hurting people. Right. That's what that's what drew me back into it. Oh, okay. And I see um back in May of this year on um, the Broward Deputies Union endorse you. Um, over Scott Israel and Sheriff um, Gregory Tony, um, what what goes into the decision making? Like how they come up with that decision? Like who they're going to endorse or not? Um, this is how uh, most of the unions work. I've gotten four endorsements so far. I've gotten the endorsements from the paramedics and firefighters. Oh wow! I've gotten the endorsement from the Fraternal Order of Police, the district level that represents all the other city law enforcement agencies here in Broward County wow. and as well as the Tri-County area. I've gotten the um, the supervisors from the Broward Sheriff's Office. These are civilian supervisors that are like crime scene techs, mm-hmm. uh, child, child protection investigators. Um, and I also got the union deputies. What they do is, uh, uh, for the Broward Sheriff's Deputies Association, each deputy votes. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Each deputy votes for who they would like to be their next sheriff. A child is born, mother shed tears of joy, as baby takes his lungs. But daddy's not there, where he ought to be. So we're in Georgia, skinning and shooting craps on his knees. Another victim born, 
here in the hood And based on statistics, it really ain't no good Welfare takes the town and then it can't sign And it can't be seen, the family becomes a crime The hunt is on, and brother, you're the prey Serving time in jail, it just ain't the way I'm living so hard, baby, that my hands break. We got to make a change. It's a brand new day. I the leader that I am, they have confidence in me that I can come back to the Brown Sheriff's Office with the voters' support and turn things around and make things better for this county and and the and the citizens of this county. Wow, I know that got to be a hard thing to do to get everybody um, to to back you uh, all uh, at once. Well, one of the things that you have to establish with with anything is trust. You got to have trust, and and that's something that the community don't have in law enforcement anymore. You know, they've lost that trust in us because we keep failing them. And what I want to do is I want to bring that trust back. I want to bring that transparency back. I want to bring that honesty back. So right. Everybody talk about transparency, but nobody want to be honest about it and do it. And what I'm saying is when something happens and we are wrong, let's own up to it. Mm-hmm. We are wrong. We made a mistake, but we will get it right. That's right. All, that's all the people in this county are asking for. We're not perfect, but don't cover it up. Don't lie about it. Don't just tell me uh, six months about it or a year from now. We got to go to court just to get a piece of paper. Right. It shouldn't be that way. And if you, if any of your listeners went today, and say they was mistreated. They felt as though they was mistreated mm-hmm. um, by a law enforcement officer, and they file a complaint. Why should you have to pay to get copies of that complaint? Right. The complaint should be given to you to for free. Has it always it been be that free. way, or is like uh, that now? No, it haven't been that way. I'm going to make it that way. Right. Okay, you shouldn't have to pay for something. You know, for you to get a copy of it, you got to pay for it. Right. You shouldn't have to pay for it. That's wrong to me. Yeah. Okay. So it's just little things like that, you know, and just got to treat people with, with respect and dignity. That's all black folks in our community is asking for. They're not asking to be treated any better or special treatment. They just want to be treat, treated right and equal, just like you treat everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to and let me ask you. Right. And let me ask you this, um, Mr. Pollock. Um, the thing that happened, the shooting that went on at Stone and Douglas, um, and you know, Sheriff um, Israel was under attack for that. They also, I think, uh, fired the other deputy, the guy that didn't um, go into the building. But in in they showed in the paperwork or in you guys, I guess the the bylaws or what have you. Um, he didn't. He didn't have to go into that building. Like, why was he still fired, and why was the sheriff um, also uh, suspended or what have you um, because of that? Good question. And um, this is this is what what happened. Mm-hmm. The, the policy I signed off on when I was there 
just to let your listeners know, um, I retired from BSO mm. in 2017. I retired the day before the incident at the airport where five people oh, lost their yeah. lives in a shooting. And 13 months later, uh, uh, Stoneman Ducks. Storm and Douglas happened. That was a tragedy. My policy that I had in place say you will go in. Right. Um, Israel changed it to say you may go in months later. So it's at the person's discretion. And see, and see, anybody with common sense, and I'm just being honest with you, mm-hmm. when, we, when you sign up to be a deputy or a police officer, you are surrendering your life by saying, I'm going to put my life on the line for you. Right. And what I'm saying about that is, if you got a person that's drowning, you can't stand there and just let them drown. you got to assist them. you got to mm-hmm. help them. That's what we're there for. If it's a burning building and you're the fire department, you got to go in and save people. You know, at least make an attempt to save people. Right. That's what we volunteer for. That's what we're there for. Uh, we're there for those critical moments to help. And... And what happened was the deputy should have went in, regardless of what a piece of paper said, you know, mm-hmm. you got to do your job, okay? Right. And it was so many things that went wrong that day after the fact, and that's what upset the people most, and uh, and that's what happened. And we got to do a better job. Mm-hmm. We and- have to do a better job of protecting our kids, our community. Right. And I see um, a lot of stuff have happened in the world, especially um, with the shooting of George Floyd, the murder. I'm sorry, not the shooting, but um, the murder of George Floyd on national TV. um, And things happened in Fort Lauderdale Police Department. I haven't really heard anything with BSO, but I've seen one of the Fort Lauderdale officers um, use rubber bullets. Another officer slam a lady down to the ground in her face and like her face was swollen up. with those cases and you're going to be sheriff like are you going to have a zero tolerance policy as well like you're not standing for misconduct you're not standing for um police brutality i would never ever stand for police brutality because i grew up in liberty city right i know what it's like to be stopped by the police uh even even when i moved to broward county in my adult adult life I know what it's like to be stopped and be talked to you know disrespectfully so with that said um I have a zero tolerance you know for that you know right. you don't need those kinds of people on the force and, I, and they will be dealt with swiftly also but mm-hmm. now let me get back to another point mm-hmm. thank thank God for video right. cameras and thank God for for, for body cameras because these things have been going on for decades mm-hmm. but what we're seeing now in America is being put in the forefront only because of video right just think if there was no video and Gregory Floyd and and that happened uh years ago and there was no video or or we didn't have the social media sites that we have now you would never heard about here in South Florida exactly it just would have been another incident that no one never heard about so uh, this is what's happened, and the, re- the reason why we're seeing it more frequently is because of social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is getting it out before the the six o'clock news, right? And Eleven o'clock news, right? And 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 people are saying that this is wrong, and it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, 
I can truly say that one thing BSO has never did, we have never trained throughout my career to place someone in a chokehold or or put our knee on anyone's neck. Right. Never, ever. See, what law enforcement supposed to be trained, um, I can't speak for all these other thousands of agencies around the country, but what mm. law enforcement is, is trained for and the way we was trained was take a person into custody with limited force. Right. And once they're in custody, that's it. Okay? And force means just to protect yourself, just to place cuffs on them, you know, the restraints to mm-hmm. take them into custody. But that's it. But sometimes that adrenaline flow on certain people and they don't know how to control themselves. But they have to be held accountable for it. Right. And, and I think with what's happening in America now, with we know with the accountability and the community saying no more, that you will see a total change coming. Mm-hmm. I can You're see, see it. You're going to see a change. I see it already. Right. You're going to see a change. And another thing that I would like to see brought to the forefront is we need to get back to hiring people from our community that look like us. Right. Okay. In law enforcement. The reason why I say that is a lot of your listeners probably don't know. Most of the police officers that patrol in your city and in your county don't live in the county. Yeah, I know. They live out of the county. Right. So they're taking the tax dollars that you are paying for and put placing it into another counties. And I'm glad you brought that point up because imagine living in these black neighborhoods and you have these guys that don't have felonies, that never been arrested, that graduated high school, that could potentially could potentially become very good officers. But in the black neighborhoods, in the urban neighborhoods, you know how they feel about the police. So what could y'all do to entice those guys to want to be police that don't have felonies? They do have gun licenses, but they just don't like the police for for whatever their reason is. They don't like the police. What could you do to get those guys to want to become officers? Like a program. One of the things that you have to do Mm -hmm. is, and you have to have a conversation. We got to start having real conversation with our people in our communities. Okay? It's not going to be an easy conversation, but we got to listen and get it out. You know, we just got to get it out. Okay? We got to exchange those, those ideas. Now, one of the things that I'm going to require and make mandatory is that every sheriff district office and we got 15 of them mm-hmm. we'll have we'll have an explore program an explore program is a junior deputy program that we get these kids uh 14 and 15 years old right and, and we bring them aboard they go through a little a little police academy they wear the uniform they get to ride with their police officers and they 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 get to interact you know with mm-hmm. us. that's that's one way to you know to get the message out Another way to get the message out is the same thing for junior firefighters. We have these programs, but the black community has been lacking these programs. I started a program in West Park. I started a program in Daniel Beach Explorer program because it was needed for our communities. The other communities had them like Tamarack and Western, but nobody saw fit to put it in our community. So when I became a colonel, that's one of the first things I did. Right, but the Explorer program... resources back in there. The Explorer now, program won't entice those type of guys that I'm referring no, to, the I guys that grew up saying, rough. What, 
what I would do is I would go out to, to the community and mm-hmm. talk to these guys and tell them. And I'll also go into the high schools like Hallandale, right. uh, 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 Port Anderson, uh, Miramar, and have these conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why they're in the ninth and the tenth grade. And even if they graduated from college, I still talk to them. Right. I go to the barber shops. See, there's a problem in, in Broward County when we have, and see, a lot of people may not know this, Atlanta, Georgia Police Department comes here every year in Broward County and recruit our men and women, and they go back to Georgia to become police officers. Why are we losing our own people to Atlanta, Georgia? We should be capturing on that. Right. And they come here every year to do that, so it's got to be something good if they're taking away our people and they keep coming. So mm-hmm. what are we doing wrong as law enforcement officers? Right. Why are we going to Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia to recruit people when we got them here? Right. I got we got a lot of fine young men and women that want to get into law enforcement, that want to get into uh, corrections, that want to be firefighters. Right. We got to give them that opportunity. And I think right now, the way things are going now with the world and you know, a lot of the laws are being changed. I think more young black men would go to be police right now. It's a, it's the right. perfect time right now. It's the perfect temperature for them to even um, want to get into that that field. Um, let me ask you this. In the last few months, I see Sheriff Tony has been on the fire for something he did when he was 14 years old. Um, they say he shot someone. Um, they also talked about his swinger lifestyle. Do you think they'll look for things on YouTube once you get into that position? Do you see, do you, do you worry about that? I never worry about things like this mm-hmm. because because what you have to do, you have to put your life up front. Right, right. Okay? I have nothing to hide. Right. Bring it on. I I welcome that. And see, if we're going to hold our employees to a standard, mm-hmm. we have to be held to a higher standard. Right. Okay, the only problem is whatever he did, he was found not guilty of mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, but he lied about it. He didn't tell the truth. Right. And see, if you or some of your listeners did that, you would you would, you would not get the job. Right. I know I okay. wouldn't. Okay, <laughs> I know some... Listen, it bothers me because I have went out and fought for young men and women that they didn't want to hire because of speeding tickets. A red light camera violation that you don't even know about, but you get turned down in the law enforcement job because, oh, well, you got a, a parking ticket you didn't pay. You don't even know about it because That's... I drove your car or something and never told you. Right. Or you moved to an address. We got to stop finding these little petty things on our black men and women and stopping them from getting into the field where other people just go right through. Mm-hmm. That have that, that admit to smoking marijuana and all, but you come in and say, you smoke, then you don't get the job. Right. See, so we have to take a look at personnel. You mm-hmm. have to change that also. Definitely. And you got to make, you got to have diversity on those hiring boards. And I'm saying that because you want it to be fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking 21st century here. You go into an interview process. Wouldn't it make you feel better? Not saying that they're going to pass you, but it makes you feel better to look across the table and see somebody that looked like you. Right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That understands you and what you are talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what I'm saying. 
And as of now, do you think you've raised enough money for your campaign um, for you to, to take the victory? Um, Are you still campaigning? To be honest with campaigning? you, you can always use more money. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm putting it in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, I'm, I am just praying on this. Uh, that's how I got into it. And it's going to be up to the voters. Right. You know? And um, and that's what I'm looking for to get the votes. Um, I don't have a million dollars like some of these other guys got. But mm-hmm. I'm running on faith. Right. I'm running on faith, trust, vision, uh, and my leadership, and my commitment to this community that I worked in. My first assignment when I became a deputy sheriff was Carver's Ranches. Mm-hmm. It was West Park. Right. That was my first assignment. You know, as a rookie, I was assigned to West Park. That's where I met my wife from, West Park. Right. I like to keep calling it Carver's Ranches because that's where I know it. Mm-hmm. Like, Me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I met my wife there, and we got married, and uh, and the rest is history. But I, 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 I've always loved putting back in my community, making sure that they get what's what's right and what's appropriate. You know, that is so, awesome. Uh, that's something that I never forgot. You know, you can't forget where you come from. And that's another oh, thing. Are. That's another thing that a lot of people have a, a problem with, like because a lot of felons, um, they have a hard time getting reacclimated in society. Um, they can't find a job. They can't find work. And, you know, um, unfortunately, that's why recidivism is so high. Um, as a sheriff, uh, how would you assist with that and try to keep those numbers down? as far as getting people back to work or somewhere to live. Because once you got a felony of your name, a lot of places right. won't let you live there, no matter how right. long ago it was. Right. And But you know what? And that is so wrong. And I, me personally, I think that's discriminatory. It is. Because, you know, for me, for me. Right. Because number one, you have did, you have paid your debt to society for what you have did wrong. Mm-hmm. Over with. Let's move on. I'm trying to start my life over, but they still won't allow you to do it. Right. Okay. You know, which is so wrong because, um, uh, again, we got to forgive. We always talk about forgiving. Oh, we're going to forgive. We're going to give you a second chance. We're going to do this. Okay. But I still think that racism play into this. It does. I got to, I got to call it for what it is. I have to be truthful with your audience. It does. Okay. Okay, when a person has did something wrong, allegedly did something wrong, and they have paid their dues, let them, give them a clean slate. Yeah, let them live. Okay, let them live. Let them move on with their life, please. I mean, let them get a job. What does, what they did have to do with that particular job that they're trying right. to do? They're trying to survive. What I would like to do is, I can't, I don't control the state, mm-hmm. uh, state facilities but i do control the county facility i want to start vocational programs right within that's what we need i want to help them i mean see not everybody is suited for college right okay and i tell my kids that you can have your own business and still make two three hundred thousand dollars it's it's how you do it Mm -hmm. and how you build it i mean there are um, I have family members that got their business in, in, in AC and plumbing, and they are doing well. They make more than I make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that's the trade that they decided to take. But um, we got to start helping people, man. I want to see our brothers and sisters, on, you know, the ones that are, that, that are, that are incarcerated, you know. I want to see them get their 
you know, get their high school diploma and a possible start on some college courses. Mm-hmm. Right there These in jail. Are things that I want to bring to the jail system. And they used to have stuff like that back right. in the days, and they took right. it away, and it's like, you know, once these guys get out of jail, hey, they ready right. to get back into a life of crime okay. because ain't nobody going to hire them. There's nobody's going to hire them, and I will try to network with business folks within our community uh, because we have a lot of community-based programs. What's lacking with our community-based program is funding. So Definitely. Uh, and that's why people were, they were, people kept talking about defunding the police. They're not like necessarily saying like just take all the money, but at least reallocate that money towards programs in the neighborhoods where these guys don't have to keep chasing their tails. They don't have to keep going to jail. I'm talking. change those guys right. right and you really have those people in 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 life man we listen none of us are perfect we make mistakes okay right uh some of us are where we are at today because we just didn't get caught okay mm-hmm. all right all right let's let's be clear on that okay we all make mistakes okay we're human there's only one perfect person and he ain't here all right Earth. but i say that to say this we in law enforcement can take some of that money and put back in the community yeah. and help people with programs. BSO gives the county back millions of dollars every year. I'm just telling you this, okay? Right. Okay, sometimes it's in the double digits that go back to Broward County. Okay? Now, that money has to be returned back every year because uh, of the budget and the way the state statute reads. You know, you get your new budget every year. So mm-hmm. every year, whatever's left over, we have to turn it back. We're not in the business of of, uh, of making money because what we receive, we have to give to the county. Right. So we're not a profit organization. But the key of it is what you just said earlier. We got some good community-based programs. We just need to partnership with them and partnership with the uh, private sector. Mm-hmm. And let's, and let's put our money where our mouth is. Stop talking about it and let's make it happen. Yeah, I had a program um, a while back um, in Hallandale at O.B. Johnson Park um, where I got the community and the Hallandale Police Department to come together. I called it Brunch with the Badges. I wanted the police in the community, the younger guys, to meet. You know, if they oh, start off, nice, huh? yeah, if right. they start off meeting them right now, I'm thinking, you know, in the future, if they do start to turn and go left, they'd be like, right. hey, Gary, I know you. You came to brunch with the badges that time. I know you. Right. You're a good kid. Don't go to, you know, it'll be a dialogue right. instead like of jacking them up. Right. right. Uh-huh. 
That's one of the things that I had down there, and I wanted to keep it going. Um, right. Hopefully, once you get in there, and and yeah, we, we could keep it going, it definitely. Keep it going. But see, those are little things like that. It starts that interaction. Mm-hmm. There. Okay, um, you got a lot of guys today, a lot of our young black men and our black women that are so good at cosmetology that right. can get in, cut hair. They can have their own barbershop. Yeah. They just don't have the means to get the license. That's all. Or the study for the test. This is what I'm talking about, programs that we can get them started and get them going. Right. We can support community-based programs for that so that they can do this type of thing. Right. This is what I'm saying. They, a lot of them don't have it because of lack of funding and lack of money, you know? And, and when people get out from being incarcerated, if we don't give them that opportunity... You know what's going to happen? They're going to give up and go, hey, man, I tried. I've been out here for a whole year. All I want to do is live. Mm-hmm. But I want to live the right way, but nobody won't allow you to live the right way. They won't. I'm serious. Especially when you look like me and you. Right. Okay? I swear you know, I feel like, I be feeling like pig pen from Charlie Brown out here, uh, Mr. Pollock. Right. right. No, but it's the truth. See, when we speak the truth, it'll just, we don't have to keep lying and hiding behind something right this is the truth we gotta give our 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 black men and our black women chances and opportunity that's all they ask for yes sir again i tell that to everyone who listen they're not asking for nothing special they ain't asking that you give them 10 points over somebody else on a test they just want to be allowed to take the test and remember i was telling you that day Right. right. Uh-huh. I was telling you that day. I mean, I haven't sold drugs in 20 years. When they gave me right. that uh, probation for trafficking heroin, I got out of the game and I've been in corporate. I passed all of my classes. I passed all of right. my state tests to sell health, life and variable annuity insurance. Right. And here they go bringing up my past. Gary, we don't right. have any records that you paid any of your court costs at BSO. This is what they telling me. And I know I paid my court costs, but they say they don't have any records of it from the 90s. I don't have any receipts. You know what? From, from 90. the 90s, you, you should be grandfathered in. See? Look. <laughs> we, you know, we're talking about 2020. You know they can't find anything because they don't keep records that long. Look, man, and they doing you know, me like they that. They don't even keep records that long. You know that, right? I don't they know. Put them, they put them on... Um, um, you know, like on Microfish and they right, right. computers. No, they box that stuff. Even law enforcement records, just uh, it's there, but you can't go back and find a report. And they so they want me to pay start. all of that stuff all the way over again. I'm like, that ain't right, man. For because real. of their fault, because they don't have it there. Right. Right, because of their poor record keeping. But again, I think when you did what you did and you served your time, that's it, man. Three years probation. Go. I ain't even having to go to prison or Let nothing. Let it go. <laughs> right. Let it go. But see, again, uh, I was happy that they passed Amendment 4. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that gave people back their right. They shouldn't even have to pass something like that. When you come out of an institution after you have did what you did, your rights should be automatically restored. Right. Automatically. Okay, if I got a parking ticket, man, I did a year in jail or two years, that parking ticket should be taken care of. I've done my time. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a ticket. Let it go, man. How about an amnesty program? Let it go. 
Two more things, Mr. Pollard, before we wrap it up. Um, yes, a, a while back, I think it was a year ago, a young lady had a, 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 a child in jail and they left her unattended like for a while. Um, they dropped the ball on that. Um, women have been complaining about women's rights in, in the county jail and prisons for a while. Um, what are you going to do to ensure that doesn't happen on your watch? Well, first of all, let me say, since I've been on the campaign trail mm-hmm. uh, and I started last year, I brought those issues up. Mm-hmm. That was so disgusting. It was. And so dehumanized to have that woman have her baby in a county. That should have never happened. By ever. herself. Ever. That was disgusting. And people should have lost their jobs over that, okay? I'm just being honest with yeah. you. People, if I was there, some of those people would not be employed there because I would have held them accountable. First of all, okay, I would have held them accountable for not even telling me that she's nine months pregnant. Right. <laughs> right. Say, Where is she going? She, she can't leave the country. Where is she going? Let her out, man. Where is she going? Do they have Denver? a maternity ward right. there? Right. No, we don't have a maternity ward. They just got certain areas, you know, ah, that they maintain man. where they keep them. But I would have went to the chief judge and got her. Re- I just can't release them, but I have to go through the judge, the chief judge. I would have been fighting for her to get released. I know. That's always horrible. always come back later. You know what I'm saying? Right. A handcover to the going? bed or something. I don't know. Right. Anything. Okay. Give her an ankle bracelet. Anything. Right. You know, we got GPS on cars and, 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 and dogs and cats that we can track. But we treat human beings like, like I, it's just it's just unreal. That, that shouldn't have never happened. And she wasn't the only one. There have been other cases. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Pregnant women should not be in a county jail like that. Right. Okay. She wasn't charged with murder and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But even if she was, she still don't deserve to have the the baby. They'll put in a hospital with a guard. Right. Okay. Okay. We got to do better. Okay. To me, that's inhumane. To me. Right. You know. I mean, come on. You don't do that to anyone. But um. But with that said. I will make sure that I have uh, things in place mm-hmm. for pregnant women. Uh, when I go in there, I'm going to take a, uh entire review of the jail system because there's a lot of programs I want to implement right. you know, for the inmates while they're there. Unfortunately, you know, they're there. I want to try and get them with the GEDs and try and get a uh, partnership with, you know, with some college that they can take some college courses and all while they are there. We appreciate and then they can it. And on the outside. I want to partner with the school board and see if we can get some vocational programs going so when they do get out of there, they can go to McFadder or, or go to one of these vocational schools, shared and vocational, to continue it from there. That right. they don't have to start all over again. They just pick up, you know, where they left off at. Yeah, I think jail just should be for like really bad, bad, bad people. people. I don't Listen. think like people that smoke weed and you know what I'm saying? I, I, Listen to me. Marijuana. <laughs> my take on marijuana is that you should get a citation until they make it legal so that everybody can smoke. Get a citation and keep moving. Right. It'll take nobody to jail a for a bag of weed. <laughs> get, a, get a ticket, okay? I'm not going. People, jail should be for people with serious offenses. Right. Great. Rape, robbery, murder. touching kids and okay. stuff, right? Okay, but not for no bag of weed or you missed a court date, right? Okay, or your license suspended. Give me a break, okay? Right. Okay. All I'm saying is you get a new court date to show up, but you shouldn't keep people in jail. 
Uh, I don't like it when people get arrested and they can't afford to get out and they got a $25 bond, a $50 bond. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Guess what? They lose their jobs because they can't go to work the next day. Right. Or two days later because they don't have $50 to get out. Okay? My my thing is, if it's a nonviolent crime, we want to give you a notice to appear. When you show up, I can't tell other cities not to do their jobs or how to arrest you, but I can give you a notice to appear. What's your, what's your take on uh, cash bail? Cash bail, I don't have a problem you know, with that either. Okay. Okay? I don't have a problem with I want to keep people out of jail, okay? Right. Especially, you know, for misdemeanor stuff. Again, there are certain crimes that you've got to go before a judge, you know, like domestic violence. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to sit and go the next day. But you getting a person for drinking a beer in front of a grocery store, come on, man. Give me a break, <laughs> okay? Right. All right? We got better things to do is what I'm saying. Any last sorry, words from the listeners say. before you get out of here? I'm sorry, say what now? Any last words from the listeners before we close out? Yes, if your listeners will please go to my website. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, www.pollock2020. Okay, I will appreciate that. It's got my platform there, my mission, what I plan on doing for Broward County as well as the sheriff's office. Also, you can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter and also uh, Instagram. Uh, I want to say I love you guys. I'm looking for your support on August 18th. Please vote for Al Pollock for the next sheriff of Broward County. Thank you so much, and God bless you all. Hey, Al Pollock 2020 for top sheriff. Make sure y'all get out there and vote. Uh, I appreciate you, sir, for taking the time out to be on my podcast. Anytime for you, sir. All you do is call me. Thank you, I sir. You. I appreciate you. Right. You enjoy your day and be safe. partnership going in the future, okay? Yes, sir. Definitely, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate okay. you. God bless. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.